Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Well, welcome to Real Cuff Radio. And I'm excited tonight because I have not even heard this whole testimony. I know parts and a little bit about it, but uh, she is an author, and she wrote a book called The Devil Almost Won But God. Her name is Joyce Matthews, and how are you doing tonight, Joyce? I am awesome. And also, Julie is on the line. Hi. How are you, Julie? Perfect. And so we're just going to let Joyce get started, share her testimony, and then talk about her book. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Me too. Awesome. Well, I first would like to thank God because he's first and foremost, and he's the head of my life. And so I'm so grateful for him because without him, there will not be a me. So I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for you guys having me on. And um, I just want to thank you all for that. But starting with the story of what happened with my life in 2000, August of 2015, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And so I had been going back and forth to the hospital to my main physician for about three years complaining about back problems. And they would run tests. They would put me in the hospital. Nothing was wrong. They were saying, you're in good health. Nothing's wrong. And so one day I was hurting so bad so I told my mom there has got to be something wrong with me because I'm in so much pain I was in so much pain to the point that I was barely able to walk I started to be bent over and so it was a pain that I can't describe but finally they were going to do a biopsy on my spine was what they were going to do to um, test it. Well, that night before, well, the night before I was going to get that test, I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, reveal to me what it is. Just let me know. And that was me talking to God. And so by the time I got ready to get in the shower, I took off my bra and I saw this mass that was um, as probably about six inches long, um, three inches wide. It was really big, so it was really noticeable. I asked my husband, I said, look, what do you think this is? He said, oh, it's probably just your, just a mark. And I said, no, I think it's more than just a mark. And so at that time, I had, I'm not going to say I was clueless about cancer, but when cancer doesn't knock at your front door, it's like you don't even see it. You don't hear it. You really don't pay it any attention because It's not at your front door. Well, anyways, the very next day we went, and before I got the biopsy done, I told my doctor, I said, hey, I want you to look at this. And when he looked at it, he says, immediately, we need to get you um, a mammogram. And so I immediately went upstairs and got a mammogram done, and so they were saying that they thought that it was cancerous. Well, anyways... By the end of the day, I find out I'm stage four cancer, stage four um, breast cancer. And now, I mean, they dropped this bomb on me like we don't know what to do because from the looks of it, 
you got about six months to live. It has spread it all over your spine, and there's not a cure for it. But what we can do is we'll give you four chemo treatments, and we'll see if that, uh, um, I guess, sustain it. Um, um, I guess that'll hold you off for a little while or just trying to pamper it um, just to keep me living for as long as they possibly could, basically. And so I did four chemo treatments. And the, about the fourth, well, the third chemo treatment, I did the fourth one. And so then God spoke to me one night. I was in church, and God spoke to me, and that's where I received my healing. And God told me I was healed. And so I said, well, what do I do about going back to chemo? And so God says, if you're healed and you believe that, walk in it, but don't do any more treatments. And so I told my family, my friends, and everybody was like, are you crazy? And I'm like, well, God said it, so I'm going to go by what God has said. The doctor said I got six months to live, so who am I going to trust? I'm going to trust God. And so I did. I trusted God. I stepped out on faith, and um, God healed me. God healed me. And so my doctors thought that I was, you know, insane. They thought something was wrong with me, and nobody could convince me to do another chemo treatment. Well, when I went back to do um, CAT scan, they had said, well, um, we think that it's healing. It's not spreading, but we think that it's healing because it's not spreading and it has not progressed. That was good enough for me because God had said I was healed. Well, a year and something had passed by, and then I got hit and slapped in the face um, December 2016. I um, was at my daughter's, I went to my daughter's school that morning, and I had a really bad migraine headache. And so I um, headed to the school anyhow um, to eat with her because it was like a mommy's day with the with your um, kids, and I went and ate with her. And so while we were sitting in the cafeteria eating, my sight was starting to diminish. I started losing my sight. And I was really scared because I had my glasses on, so I knew that wasn't the issue. And I just started losing it. And so it was really making me scared. But by that time, the teacher said, hey, let's go back to the classroom. Well, my daughter actually guided me to her classroom, whether she knew it or not, but she guided me to her classroom. And when I left her classroom, I reached for a pole that was outside the door. I reached for that pole, and I kind of guided my way down the hallway on every pole that was leading me back to my car. Well, I made it to my car, and when I got to my car, I said, God, if I could just make it to Bishop. And so at this time, at this moment, I'm feeling like the lady with the issue of blood, that if I could just church his garment, I'll be made whole. And so my bishop is a store director at Brookshire's, which is right next door from the school. So I said, God, let me make it, let me make it. And so I drove the car there. Once I got out, I knew that my vision was really, really leaving because I didn't see a car that almost hit me, and it's blowing like, bonk, bonk, and I was like, oh, my God. And so when I finally made it to the store, inside the store, the lady asked me, she says, 
um, one of the employees. She said, can I help you? So I don't know if I had a look of distress on my face or I looked like I was in danger or I looked like something was wrong, but immediately she was quickened in her spirit to assist me. And I said, is Bishop here? And she said, he's in the office. Now she guided me to his office as though she knew I couldn't see. And so once I got in the office, my pastor says, what is wrong, daughter? And I fell into his arms and I broke down. I said, I'm losing my sight. And so immediately he started praying and interceding over me. And after he had finished praying, he says, daughter, this is an attack from the enemy. And I'm going to keep you covered. You're going to be okay. Well, I was able to see a little bit better, um, good enough to drive home, but my vision was really, really blurry. And so when I made it to the house, I just excelled and thanked God. Once I got into the house, I called my husband. I said, hey, I can't see. I'm losing my vision. And anytime I'm afraid of anything, I jump in the bed. I'm, it's like, hey, let me dive in this bed. I'm scared. I don't want to get out, you know, that kind of thing. And so my husband comes home. We call my doctor. My doctor said, come immediately. So we went to the hospital, and they ran uh, MRI. They did an MRI on my brain. And so when they came back in that room, him and another doctor, they came back in there. They said, we hate to give you bad news. I said, just tell me, just tell me, I'm I, I'm strong. And they said, it's brain cancer. And, oh, my God, it was like Satan had then killed me instantly was how I felt. I lost every breath in my body felt like. That's what I felt like. And so he says, you have 17 tumors on your brain. But at that time, he said 16 to 17 tumors was what he said on your brain. He said, and three of them are large as lemons. And I was like, wow, oh, my God. He said, so that's why your vision is diminishing. That's why you can't see. And so I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Well, at this time, tears are rolling down my eyes. And this was, I think, my first time ever breaking. And... um he said, well, we're going to step out and give y'all time to talk. And so they stepped out. And so my husband, who doesn't have the faith that I have, he says, I thought all this was gone. And he said it in frustration. I thought all, all of it was gone. And so God quickened me then to quit whining or weeping or crying so that I could encourage him. And I said, Cedric, don't even say that. I said, because what's going on right now, God is working on my next testimony. I'm working on my next testimony. It has to be. And he said, yeah, yeah, you said that the last time. And I said, yes, because God did it, and he's going to do it again. And he said, yeah, yeah. And so they came back in, and they said they was going to have to um, admit me in the hospital so that I could see the um, radio radiology doctor um, because he was more um, expert in that field because the doctor I had was for breasts, and so I had to see a brain um, doctor. And so anyways, when that doctor came in, 
his words to me was, how was I feeling? I feel horrible. Okay. Um, then his next words was, um, did it just, um, did I just start having these symptoms? Yes. How long? It was like within a week. And he was like, oh, he was like, well, I'm so sorry to tell you. I don't know why they didn't catch it. Um, but you have 17 tumors on your brain. He said, and I can't and we will not think about surgery because we'll end up causing you more harm than we would be helping you. He says, I hate to tell you this, but I have to be honest. I said, tell me. He said, we're giving you maybe two weeks to live, if that. He said, it's just that serious. And I was like, okay. And so he says, are you all right? And I said, yes, I'm all right. I said, but I need for y'all to leave the room because I need to be alone. And they all granted that. They left the room and said they would be back. Well, when they left the room, I fell on the bed. I fell so hard on the bed, and I screamed, what? Now, God, was what I screamed. And God says, what do you mean? I said, what now? He says, get up. Get out of that bed right now. And I got up. He says, I want you to walk to the bathroom and look in the mirror. I walked, and I got to the mirror, and I'm barely seeing, but I can see just a little bit. And so he says, what do you see? I said, I see me. He said, what do you see? I said, I see me. He said, how do you look? I said, I look good. He said, and you're complaining? What you're going through, nobody will never know that you're going through it unless you tell them. He says, you don't look like what you're going through, and it's because I'm carrying you. He says, but it's bigger than that. I'm bigger than your infirmities. I'm bigger than your sicknesses. I'm bigger than your illness. I'm bigger than He said, did you forget that? And then he reminded me. He said, oh, let me remind you. Do you remember that song that you used to sing that I had the whole world in my hands? And I said, yes, God. He said, you used to sing that, that I had the whole world in my hands. He said, so do you think that I don't have you in my hands? And I said, I do, God. He said, well, go back in there and rest. And I went back in the room and I laid down. And that was where I rested in God's bosom. And so the next day they came in and they said, hey, what we want to do, we want to give you four radiation treatments. We don't know what it's going to do, but we hope that it could give you an extension on your life a little longer than two weeks. We hope that we can do that much. And so I said, okay, the first day I went in, I went in, did it like a soldier. I was good. The second day I went in, did the radiation treatment like a soldier. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. And so they come back, can you see? No, I still can't see. My sight isn't back. And so the third time I went in there, it zapped me out. I mean, it literally drained me, drained me to the point of, I did not want to do that five-minute radiation because that's all they gave me, but it was the highest dosage that they could give. And so 
now it's Christmas time. So Christmas is here, and this is 16, 2016. Christmas is here, and so they couldn't do the fourth one that following day because of the holidays. But that Monday I had to return, or Friday, whatever day it was, I had to return after the holiday. And so my family literally had to pick me up out of bed, dress me, and put me in the car to take me because I refused to go. I did not want to do that last treatment. I'm like, I don't want it. I'm zapped. I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm barely eating now. I'm barely drinking. I don't want to go. But they made me. And so I did that last treatment, and they said that they would do another MRI in about three months to see how well I was doing or to see what uh, my tumors were looking like and to see if any of them had shrank, to see if any of them had disappeared. Well, in three months, which was like in March, I went back and the doctor says, hey, I got good news for you. This, 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 these have shrank, but the larger ones that was the size, as large as lemons, they went down just a little bit, but a few of them have disappeared. That's great. And so he says, what we're going to do, he said, the radiation's still working. He said, what we're going to do, we're going to call you back in May. And so May of 19, I went back for my MRI results. And on May the 19th, my daughter, which is in college, came from Arkansas, and she came to that appointment with me. And the spirit quickened me, and the spirit says, when the doctors come in, have your daughter to record what they're saying. And so I told my daughter, I said, hey, when they come in, I want you to record it. She was like, mom, what if it's bad news? I said, God said record it. Let's record it. I said, but. I know I'm healed. I just know that God is letting me record this for the unbelievers. And so my daughter recorded it. The doctor came in. He says, hey, I got some good news for you. I said, what's that? He said, well, I want you to know that when you came back here in March, a few had disappeared. A lot of the large um tumors had shrunk just a little bit, but they were still big. He said, but this time, they are completely gone. Every tumor are completely gone. They're not there. I immediately started worshiping and praising God right then. And so that day, your daughter did too. Yes. Yes, she did. I mean, it was like a, I saw a burden just lifted. I saw luggages just falling off. I saw chains being broken all in that instant. And I called my pastor. I said, Bishop, they are completely gone, and God has done it again, was what I said. So from here it is, September. And, I mean, they are completely gone. I mean, yes, they do. Um, they're um MRIs every 90 days because they say they want to make sure that it's not coming back. But the awesome thing is I had my book signing on August the 20th for the devil almost won but God. And do you know that not only my doctor but other doctors and nurses came to my book signing, not because of their work, 
but because they knew the work that God had did, because they had only gave, given me a few weeks at this time, and all of them were gone. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> hey, I want to know uh, how God is using you now. Do you find that he puts you in front of uh, a lot of cancer victims, maybe, um, you know, as you're going around to pray for them, encourage them? I mean, what is he? Because, I mean, this is a phenomenal testimony. It is. It is. And it's so mind-blowing. It's so mind-blowing. But it has everything to do with faith, you know. Some people had said she lost her faith, but, you know, God had to tell me in my sleep, and God ministers to me a lot in my sleep. God had to tell me in my sleep, you can never lose your faith because I've given each of you a measure of faith. What happens is you lose the hope, and hope brings about faith. He said, but I had to replenish you and build your hope back so that your faith could operate and work. (laughs) But no, that's of course. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's a good lesson because I was mm-hmm. listening for what lesson you learned, and you just said it right there. Mm-hmm. The hope. That, that, the hope. That's the it. The hope to build your faith back up, but you had to have the hope. Yeah. So, thank you yes. for that pointer. But go ahead. Yeah, answer the rest of it, please. But to answer your question, um, I now, I, I mean, I have always done prison ministry because I go back into the prisons and I preach to those, you know, um, as God says, to the least of these. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I go back into the prisons and I, I preach to them and I teach them and I talk to them and I love on them, you know, because we've all fallen short and that's just my calling. That's my ministry yes. right there, prison ministry. I have a heart and a passion to do it. And so in doing that, God has stepped it to another level because I'll be doing a workshop in a couple of weeks, a workshop okay. for to help parents for us um, with their loved ones where they get frustrated, where they um, don't send cards on time, where phone calls don't come through all the time. I've set up a workshop to help um, uh, to give them a remedy so that they can join in and just partner with me in this ministry. Not only that, but mm. I, I, I um, testified, um, just testified to someone today. I went into um, a T-shirt shop, and the older guy, he said, hey, he said, um, I know that you um, told me before that you beat cancer. He says, but my wife just got diagnosed of lung cancer, and she needs she needs words. She needs um encouragement she needs it and I thought she's he said he thought of me but didn't know my number and I came in today and he knew that oh that yes was revelation he knew that was confirmation yes. that it was me but he thought of me and I so happened to come in and so he's gonna call me tonight at eight o'clock good so that I can go by and see her but I have been testifying I have been witnessing and I have see? a all that it works it works. I have had three people to say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Amen. It really works. And I just believe that when you hear the voice of God and you're obedient to what God says, it has to work. Because without God, we cannot do nothing without yeah. God. But with him, we can do all things. And I, I, I'm yeah. just grateful for that. 
So in this moment, well, yes, God, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> and see now, um, when you put your testimony, testimony out on things like this, you won't even have to be face-to-face to be encouraging right. others. He'll multiply right. it and use it. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself that don't get me completely 100% on this, but I just heard some facts over the TV. I think it was yesterday or the day before, but they were talking about cancer in the U.S. is, I think, at the biggest rate if I'm right, but they said in the world, and China had the least amount of cancer. And they were talking about even highest among pastors. So my my only thought was, here you have a testimony on the goodness, and we'll just say he's faithful to perform his word. He's faithful. And not only just once, but... 17 brain tumors? Yes. Ooh, so glory, and, glory, and, and glory. now I can Thank see you. again. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you know what? Whose report do you believe? You know, I mean, I know that they probably want you to go back and back, but when God heals, it's, it's done. You're right. healed. It's not, oh, my, if... Uh, it's, I mean, there's nothing there. Thank you, Lord. And that's it. Thank you. Oh, so my whole point by bringing that up was that okay. uh, you've been in prison ministry and been doing prison ministry, but I can just see the vastness now of how he's going to use it. Because, I mean, we just have, I mean, let's just face it, we're, we're human and sometimes we only just see in part and God sees this big plan, this big picture, hey, don't worry about it. I got this big plan, and I'm going to use it for my glory. And I could just see that with you more so than even just the one facet of ministry, just right. multiplying it bigger awesome. and broader. Let out your tents, you know? I receive it. I receive it. So, oh, this is anything else, Todd? Because this has been a joy to hear. Well, I could really you know, see I'm sorry her. you had to go through it. I, I, I could really I, see her books, end. you know, yes. books in the hospital. I mean, you know, I mean, what encouragement uh, just yeah. to be able to read something like that, um, especially, you know, uh, these cancer wards, you know, a lot of these people that are going through it, they need hope and encouragement and they need God. Well, you know, I can just think of another one right now that is in our church with the brain thing. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about audio? It's already audio on book, audio, you mean? right? Yeah, it's already on audio book because I mean, if she she couldn't see, so there would have to be somebody reading to uh, to the person if they could not see. That's all. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. It, it's been a pleasure. But I also I would like to add this, that while I was going through brain cancer, 
God led me to write after, well, after I came out of, and it, I, read, I wrote it so quickly that it was nothing but God, but he led me to write both books. And so 15 Days of Faith is the book that encourages. It has the song, the message, and it has the prayer and everything for 15 days. And so okay. I think that is an awesome book to start you on your way of keeping the faith and not losing gotcha. the hope. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, while you were talking, there is one question I have that came to mind, and that is, where is Cedric with God now after being there with you through this? I think that my husband is getting stronger in his faith, but again, we're not spiritually on the same level. Okay. So through through me, he's seeing what God can do, but I don't think that he's there where he, you know, where God or where God is going to take him. Gotcha. If that makes sense. He's not yes. where you you and your husband are right now. You see well, what I'm saying? I, I'll, I'll tell you this then to encourage you that uh, let God be God because when I married my husband, I thought I was in front of him, and then there was a period of time, and he blew me away. Wow. <laughs> uh, it can happen, honey. It, you know, go Well, Cedric. I'm waiting on that day. I'm waiting go on Cedric. that day. And so I believe, I personally believe that my sicknesses has been for everybody else and has nothing to do with me so that everybody else can see it, so that everybody else can know the move of God. Because like I told you, when I had my daughter to record it, it was for the unbelievers because they'll say, um, oh, Joy just got faith. Or you know how Joy believed God is going to do this and God haven't done that because the doctor hadn't said this. And so that's why I believe that God has allowed me to go through the things that I have because he already knew I was going to pass the test, but to show everybody else who's around me that he's so real. (laughs) Do you still have that recording? Because we would like to attach it to this. I do. I do. I'll send it to you. How about that? Yes. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you're such a blessing. Yeah, so I'll text it to you. All right. Well, I would like you, Joy, I think you need to pray for the listening audience and however the Lord would lead you. Okay, absolutely. Father God, Lord, we thank you on today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the interview on today, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for just spreading your word, Lord God, letting people know that you're still in the miracle working business and that you're still performing those miracles, Lord God. I just pray that it will touch someone, that it will move someone, Lord God, that it will revive souls, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, for deliverance, Lord God. And I pray that you set the captives free, Lord God. Free their minds, Lord God, and free their hearts, Lord God. Let them have a heart of gratitude to know that you are God and you're God all by yourself, with or without us. We love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we just reverence you on today. Lord, we just thank you. Bless your holy name. But it's the blood that covers us. And we know that your blood would never lose its power. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Hallelujah and amen. 
thank you again Amen. for having me. Definitely. Amen. Thank you. Hey, hey, Joy, uh-huh. if you would just go ahead and mention your website and how they can get your book and stuff like that, and I'll also post it on there. But I okay. just want to. Okay. My website is www.joymatthews at yahoo me joymatthews.com so again that's www.joyjoymatthews m-a-t-h-e-w-s that's with one t dot com www.joymatthews.com and what's the best way for them to order a book they can order the book on my website so they can order my book on. Uh, they can order the book on my website. They can order it on Amazon um, for the Kindle. They can order it on Barnes and Nobles, or they can order it um, Amazon or oh, Walmart. Walmart.com. So it's in all three places, four places. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Thank you very well, much. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank all right, you. Thank you. Be blessed. You Definitely. too. Thank you, you too. Joy. Well, that's a wrap.